You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, Episode 6. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals eight simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. Okay, the first question on Profiles in CRM is... What is your name and who or where do you work? My name is Jackson Mueller. I work for a private CRM company in the Great Basin at large and throughout a series of other states in the western United States. And how long have you been working in CRM? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> I took my field school, I think it was summer of 2008, Okay, uh, way back, way back then. Yeah. And... I've pretty much consistently worked in CRM since then, uh, mostly, well, every field season, but uh, ever since I got out of school, it's been constant. And in CRM, what position do you usually have, and what is the highest position you've ever had? And I mean, like, you know, crew chief, field tech, et cetera. Usually, I'd say crew chief um, has been the job that I've uh, had the longest. I am currently a field supervisor. All right. And where have you worked? Like what states have you worked in? Oh, I've worked, uh, I started out, did, did my field school in the Black Rock Desert of Nevada, just north of Reno. And right after that, I trekked off to Wyoming and Montana, did Sierra for a field season. And then I've, since then, I've worked in California, Arizona, Nevada. See, Idaho, I think, Colorado, Utah, um, and I don't believe in New Mexico. All right, so pretty much, uh, pretty much the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, you would, uh, you would, you would uh, be castigated for referring to Wyoming as the West Coast. Ah, uh, uh, you know, you it's, <laughs> it's west of the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's all the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, most, most uh, I think at this point, most Western you know, uh, Western states. Yeah, okay. So what is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? And I've, I've had people interpret this a number of ways. It can be something that actually has to do with archaeology or something that's just, if you weren't an archaeologist, you wouldn't have been put in X situation, you know? Oh, the best thing. I would have to say the best thing about being an archaeologist is the lifestyle. Uh, yeah. Probably gotten that response several times. But if you do it right, if you if you really love your job and you don't mind traveling, being being a Syrian archaeologist is just about as close as you can get to being on vacation <laughs> for most of the time. I think. Yeah. It's really a lot of fun not knowing if you're going to be, say, in, in Colorado or Washington or, mm-hmm. uh, or some other place at the end of the month. It's, it's, it's a little bit frightening, but it's exhilarating at the same time. And uh, the, other, the other really sublime thing about the profession is that a lot of times you're working on the fringe. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, you're typically working in really remote areas at least in my experience. I know that urban archaeology is a little bit different. But you're, you get to work in areas that are sort of undeveloped. They're, 
you know, they're not as hospitable as most other places people live. So it's a real treat to be out on the edges of where people are willing to work or, or live. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, it's a very romantic feeling to, to stand out there in on the edge of humanity. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. And actually you said, somebody probably said this already, but um, I've, I've had a few people say, they like travel and meeting new people, but nobody's included. Uh, <laughs> saying the lifestyle is a very different answer than saying just travel, because lifestyle implies a whole suite of things being related related to being an archaeologist. So. Oh yeah, it it totally is. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you really have to embrace it. You do, and that's I mean that's essentially what my entire book was about, and the whole blog post series I I wrote that supported it was was living the lifestyle, you know, and 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 living it well and trying to get through it so and enjoying it. Well, the nice thing about that sort of life is that people, well, I guess it's like any, any type of life people build for themselves, but it's it's really up to whoever is, is doing it. You just you make it your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, navigate your own way through these, these situations and regions. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things I like about it through the people I've been able to talk to uh, through these podcasts and other things is, you know, again, you think that you're the only one, you know, you're, you're, everybody's doing something the same way or something like that. But yeah, I mean, everybody who's a shovel bum does it differently. You know, they, they oh, treat yeah. it differently. They, they do things differently and it's, uh, it's all very unique. Well, and that's part of the fun. You, the more you yeah. work in this you know, industry, the, the more contact you have with people like that. And you really mm-hmm. learn a ton of stuff about, uh, how to how to live out of the front of your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how to uh, how to cook a five course meal in a tiny tiny microwave on <laughs> sitting on your tiny tiny fridge in your tiny tiny motel room. There's an in the tiny tiny town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. So, what is the biggest thing that you would change that would make being a CRM professional better? Oh, the biggest thing I would change. I would have to say, and I've actually thought about that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think that as as a nation, we need to provide better support to our agency archaeologists and heritage managers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are really just trying to keep their head above water. And in my experience, that sort of hectic work lifestyle can make things difficult for everybody who is in contact with with people in those situations. And I think if we allowed them a little bit more, maybe some more resources, maybe some more room to interpret the landscapes that they work in, it would it would make things a lot easier for CRM people like like us to uh, to engage with them and work with them on interpreting the landscapes that they're in charge of managing. Because uh, as, as it is, they, they're really, it's really just a reactive industry on their part. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. I, I think that would be the, if I had to pick something, it would be you know, providing them with more resources and support. Okay. So what is your overall career goal in CRM, if you, if you do envision yourself having an endgame as a career in CRM? Oh, it never ends. Yeah, <laughs> it never ends until your legs give out. Yeah, that's right. Or remain somewhere. 
Um, I, well, I enjoy most aspects of it. Mm-hmm. The, the CRM is a lot of fun. You get to you get to be out on the edge of everything. But the research, you know, going into the old archives and playing with the artifacts in the lab and trying to make sense of everything, that's a lot of fun, too. And um, have you have you ever taught, Chris? Did you ever engage in a like a classroom setting or anything like that? No, no, I haven't. I almost did this semester with uh, uh, Truckee uh, Community College, but uh, um, it it all kind of fell through at the last minute. They canceled the class, but uh, I, oh. it's been a it's been a goal of mine to teach at least once in my life. Oh, it's so much fun uh, working with the students and, and being in an academic setting is really a, a kick. Mm-hmm. So, and you get a lot more freedom of thought too. You get to kind of push the envelope as far as as you know, you know, research design and, and data interpretation. Yeah, so, yeah. There's really there's really good things about all avenues, you know, of the profession. And and that's not to say that they're not intermingled either. I mean, we have we can we can use a lot of academic resources. And, perspectives in the CRM world too it's just a little bit more uh, so would you say you'd rather end up yeah I was going to say would you say you'd rather end up um, at the quote unquote end of your career whenever that is um, as as like a I don't know more in a research role at a, at a company or academic institution <laughs> I hope so my, my legs aren't going to last uh, that long <laughs> Maybe after my third set of knees, uh, <laughs> right? But yeah, I I think that would that would be uh, that would be a good option. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. I wouldn't mind that at all. Well, us us archaeologists are all looking forward to the carbon fiber knees that'll undoubtedly come out before too long, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got to be more reliable than the ones we got now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I work with a, a group. Uh, we're actually. Uh, recovering some howitzer pieces from oh. 1843 and, and 44 up in the Sierras, and uh, I know I think I've got the only original set of knees in that group. <laughs> it's amazing that the the old timers. Yeah. You know, but you know that's that's what you do if you love your job. Yep. You just keep that forever. Absolutely. All right. Last question. If you could give an undergrad thinking about CRM one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh well, I'd hate to I'd hate to duplicate my my advice. What what's your typical response to that? Well, uh, some people say specialize in something. Some people say learn as much as you can. Um, some people say change your major. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I've heard a surprisingly wide variety of responses to a, a seemingly simple question. So. Yeah. You know, uh, just take it take it wherever you think. I, I've also told people, uh, you know, think of something maybe that you wish you'd have known when you got out of your uh, undergrad and, and went, went to work, um, something like that. Okay. Um, let's see. I would say, well, I would say volunteer for everything. Do everything that you can. You know, the more work you do uh, as an undergrad, the, the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know of anybody who's been in CRM and you know regrets volunteering for an interesting project. That's uh, that's really the first thing, mm-hmm. and get to know your professors because you're you know, 
that's what you're there for in the first place if you're going right. to college, is to learn and get to know the people who you're going to partially rely on later. Uh, it's, in fact, I just I just stopped by the university today, visited with my old advisor just while I was on campus. Nice. You you find that they're very friendly and very when when they're teaching they're they're really encouraging the students. So don't be don't be scared of them. Would be my advice. Um, and my other piece of advice, if <laughs> if I'm in, if, if I'm in a level of expertise where I where I can offer any, which is doubtful. <laughs> uh, having only done this for uh, seven, six or seven years, something like that. Hey, that's that's longer uh, than I'd say half the field probably. I think the the typical <laughs> lifespan is about two or three years. So. Ah, uh, yeah, but but the you know the, the other end of that spectrum, they're they've been around for a long time. Yeah, there's very few people in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would say don't be afraid to do other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. some of the best classes I ever took as an undergrad were in criminal justice. It's just a fascinating class because, you know, you, you, you put yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by people who think differently than you. And that's really critical for an anthropologist to be in those situations because if you're, if you're on a project and... and I don't know, Gabs, Nevada. For those of you who don't know where Gabs is, <laughs> um, you'll never find out. That's true. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you're in Gabs, Nevada, and mm. you're part of an archaeology crew, the locals don't know who you are. They don't know what you do. Yeah. And it's really important and really critical to your survival in those areas that you can connect with, with different types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's what they teach you in anthropology anyway. But you sometimes forget that when you get into the profession. Right. I would say do different stuff and don't be afraid to, to talk to your professors and, and volunteer for everything that you can. Because it's fun. You know, we, we don't get into this because it pays well. We get into it because it's, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.